Hey guys, this is Mike, and you're listening to Feeling Twisty. I'm really glad you're here. So what's going on in the, in the world, in your world? Anything happening? <laughs> I know. I'm not going to act like, oh, I'm not aware of any coronavirus. I've seen some folks post that, which is fine. They may not be. And I'm not going to argue with you or debate with you about, you know, some folks that study Neville Goddard and, and other teachers like him will say say that it's all an illusion. Uh, everything is an illusion not to buy into it. And I'm not going to debate on whether people everything is a hologram and you're the only real thing. Uh, because at this point, if you're hearing about coronavirus, the COVID-19, then regardless of whether it's an illusion or not, you're aware of it, right? So I'm not going to get into all this other talk, no need to, because if, if it's in your life right now and you're aware of its existence, then it's in your life, right? You're aware of it. So I don't see any point in waging war against uh, the image of what's out there. The only thing to do is to change the images we are projecting. You are the light of the world. And the images are up to you. It's like the uh, Neville talks, uses that language a number of times and it says in the Bible, I am the light of the world. I am, my I am, the Lord within me, within you, within all of us, that is all of us, is the light of the world. And we, through our imagining, decide what the images are that we project. And I even had a, I told you recently about the dream I had a year or so ago, where I was in this old frontier town, a dusty town, seemed like it was set back 150, 200 years ago uh, and walked up to this old wooden uh, mercantile place, an old shop, you know, like you see in the old, something you'd see in Little House on the Prairie where folks would come up and buy all their, the things they needed, the flour and the candy and the sugar and their tools, all the different things. So in this dream, I walked up with uh, two companions and we walked up to the uh, building, and on the side of the building, there was a projector, an old, it, would, it didn't look like any projector that I've seen on Google, but it, in my mind, I knew in the stream that it was an ancient, an old film projector. And there was an old man wearing a long white shirt, long sleeve, and a black vest, standing next to a big bright light post, lamp post, near the projector and we walked over to see what the, the movie was, what was being projected. And as soon as I walked up to it, he turned the light off and everything got dimmer, not completely dark, but the bright light was gone. And I looked at him because you're know, wondering why he did that. And he said, I've given you the light. The images are up to you. And that's the same thing for you in every moment, regardless of whether there's this scary virus out there, the pandemic. If you buy into the panic, and that's what you're doing, buying into the panic, then that is your state of consciousness. 
that's what you are being right now. That's what you are believing. And so that is exactly what you're going to experience. More things about which to panic. More things to be afraid of. More things to scare you. More things that go bump in the night, right? And I'm not, uh, I'm aware of the COVID-19. I mean, Neville talks about that a lot in his lectures, that don't try to wage war against the, the world, changing everything. We're all imagining this in concert, God fragmented. And we bought into this thing about that viruses can harm us and germs can harm us and bacteria. If, and Neville said this, I think it was in the Pearl of Great Price lecture, that if a virus was as deadly as folks say it is, and I'm paraphrasing, then everybody would get sick. But that's not the case. And you might be saying, oh, well, at different people's immune systems and different, okay. All immune systems being equal, there would still be people getting sick by buying into the fact that viruses out there can harm us and bacteria can harm us. Do you agree with me on that? Do you see that? But your state of consciousness, what you're being, the state in which you're dwelling, is what's going to produce your experiences. From that state comes your reactions, your thoughts, your beliefs. So in the state of things out there can harm me, you will manifest things that can harm you. Have fearful thoughts, panic, go nuts at the grocery store, buying up all the damn toilet paper. It's crazy. <laughs> I didn't panic. I haven't panicked. And I'm not going to panic. I did go. My adult children, uh, son and his wife, wanted to get some shopping done early. Uh, and I had nothing else to do early this morning. So we decided we'd all go together to the big warehouse store, the big box store, and get some things. And it wasn't out of panic. For me, my motivation was just because I just don't want to, you know, I have no need to spend my time in the crowds of people, the throngs of people, the mobs fighting over things and trying to edge their way past somebody, their grocery cart past somebody else. So I thought, since I'm going to be up, we might as well go get it done and I can relax the rest of the day. Not relax like lying on my back, eating grapes, but do what I want to do, including this podcast. So it was convenient for me, for all of us to just go early this morning, get it done. And I did get toilet paper, of course. I've got three bathrooms and there are seven of us, seven of us in this house at, uh, most of the time. It fluctuates, but you know, we use a lot of toilet paper. That's a thing, that's a necessity that we always need. It's not like all of a sudden, oh, there's bad news. Uh, we're gonna be crapping more. <laughs> but I'm not buying into the panic. I'm not denying that folks out there are, you know, believe that the virus is harmful. And I've gotten sick in the past. I've talked about it recently, rather fairly recently. I got a cold or something like that. 
And it's simply because that's the state I was in. Because we've grown up, we spent our lives buying into all of this, what conventional wisdom says, what everything, what everyone says in the world, that these things can harm you. These governments are bad. Money is tight. There's a food shortage. None of that has to be true for you. So I don't need to get on here and tell you, ignore ignore what the news said, ignore COVID-19, you know, it, it's all an illusion. Uh, Neville says, and 2020 brought this up in, in a recent podcast of his, you should check his out uh, on anchor.fm, where he talked about this. He said, explained how Neville said, don't try to go bat- battle against all these different things and wars and uh, disease, plagues, he, Neville explained it that we're all in this experience going in a circular fashion, this wheel of experience, round and around, until we begin to awaken and realize the power has never been outside of us. And then once we start to realize that, every little bit, every new experience of awakening and understanding this, instead of going in the same circle of occurrence or recurrence, as he says, repeating the same things over and over, buying into the same things that we've all bought into, we begin to go up in a spiral fashion, up and up. So there's no need to try to, you know, put your fingers in your ears and la, 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 nothing is real. Neville says that what your imagination and what we call this physical, this real world, the physical world, are both equally a dream. And I believe that. God, and God is just a personification of this awareness. I've, I don't know much about quantum uh, you know, stuff. Quantum Leap was fun. But I've read some things, and I've, I've, I have listened to other teachers that talk about the unified field or the field of infinite uh, possibilities or potentialities. I believe we're all talking about the same thing, the same thing that that doesn't just unite us, that actually is us. And I use the word God because that's what I grew up with. And that the names and things in the Bible are just personifications of this power and wisdom that we all already are. And God awakens within us. Now, if you're not, uh, if you're, I have friends and family that don't buy into that part, that they still think that God is outside of them, which is fine. But there's still no reason to be fearful because in the Bible, in Psalm 112, it says, they won't be frightened at bad news. Their hearts are steady, trusting in the Lord. Their hearts are firm. They aren't afraid. And in the Bible, the preceding verse, it talks. It says the righteous is what this is talking about. The righteous won't be frightened at bad news. And Neville explains what righteousness is, is when you're right thinking, when you know that you have the power within you, that the I am spoken of in the Bible is who you really are. Experiencing this, 
life that we this thing we called life and reawakening remembering who we really are so what do i do you know the news comes on what are you doing let me ask you that first are you you know you getting up in the morning first thing you're doing checking the news how many more people are sick what's my local government going to do are they shutting us down do i have enough food do you wake up in the middle of the night and check the status how many more deaths what are they saying now and i'm not going to battle against it i know it's there i'm aware of it you can be aware of that and not be aware of being that you don't have to buy into it like the bible says be in the world but not of the world and i think this is a perfect application of that first you, you're in the world and you know what's you're aware of what people are buying into what the media is saying and the government's saying and you hear people getting scared but don't try to just ignore it and say that's this is an illusion this is an illusion because at the moment if you're hearing it and reading it you're aware of it right so regardless of whether you believe this is all equally a dream or not at the point if you're listening to this and you know what i'm talking about what covid 19 is then you're aware of it so what are you going to do with that what are you going to do with the shutdowns and the quarantines and what is it that you're worried about is it do you get paid and you're uh, you know hourly you don't have a salary and so you're worried about getting paid having money to buy food and then having money to pay bills and what are they going to do what's you know the people i owe money to are they going to all these things you can worry about worry about your elderly loved ones my parents are in their late 70s i'm not worried about them i'm imagining lovingly for them There's, because i know to give power to the fear and the doubt and the worry only leads to more fear and doubt and worry so back to what i do and what i suggest you do if you're feeling that panic you notice you're you're racing to the store your heart is pounding and you're you know trying to muscle out the elder the little old lady next to you to grab the last roll of toilet paper on the shelf or the last uh, chicken in the meat section are you panicking even preparing you know somebody uh in 2020 talked about this too i saw the same post where somebody talked about you can either panic or prepare well in my experience if i prep for the worst you know plan for the what is that uh plan for the worst but expect the best no you can't i don't think you can do both i just don't not for me if i'm preparing for the worst then i'm not bsing myself any longer and saying well i'm expecting the best no if i'm preparing for the worst then i'm expecting the worst i'm not saying don't buy groceries good lord you got to eat and i'm aware of the fact that you know they're talking about shortening the hours and everything i've got a bunch of people here at the house of course i'm going to buy groceries but at no moment was i panicked and i'm not going to panic 
regardless of whether or not the, the world around you is falling apart or seems to, on fire, going to hell in a handbasket, doesn't mean that your experience has to be the same. And what if you're maybe like me? In the, you know, I'm always wanting to expand and explore and uh, know more about myself and the I am within me. So if you're like me and you're, you want that expansion, expanding my borders, enlarging my tent, like the prayer of Jabez, look at this as the perfect opportunity to do that. Expand your tent. Enlarge your borders. Get out of the comfort zone and get into imagination. Imagine lovingly for everyone around you, your family, your friends. And do not take your cue from circumstances. Just because there's this, what they call a pandemic going around, doesn't mean now you stop imagining. You know, you've been working on this and studying and practicing like I've talked about for the last 90 episodes and you're doing it and then this comes up and then you shut down. Okay, I got to put that aside and just react. Someone actually posted that in one of Neville Got the Neville Goddard groups. I think it was in 2020's group um, on Facebook. And the, the post went something like this, that do you feel like now's the time, since all of this is going on, we should put this aside, this whole imagining thing, put this, this aside while we're dealing with this. And I didn't reply to it. I didn't comment, but I did in my mind. I said, well, this is the perfect time to pick up imagining and to really dive deep and understand how I create my experiences in my life. So certainly not the time to put it aside and start reacting to circumstances. Because just because they use words like pandemic and quarantines, it's the same circumstance, the same power that, you know, a loved one, maybe they're not talking to you in a nice way. Or, you know, we've talked about getting a raise at work, all these different things that are circumstances in our lives don't give power or meaning to any more meaning to words that seem scary. They're still just circumstances. And there is nothing too big or too small because there is no size. There's no mass unless we imagine there is. The Bible says, whatever you ask for in prayer, be believing you have received it and you will. And that word ask, it means to claim, to demand. Claim like you lay stake to a piece of land, you know, like in the Old West. Whenever they had those, uh, I can't remember what they called them. They showed it. They represented it in uh, that Tom Cruise movie. And I can't remember the name of that movie now where they run off to the, the land grab kind of thing. You know, they, they fire the pistol, go, and they run off and they stake their claim on a plot of land. And it's theirs now. They're inhabiting, occupying that parcel of land. And that becomes theirs. So that's the same word, that's the same, you know, that's what ask is. You're not pleading or begging some outside God to fix things for you or to keep you safe. No, you're staking a claim. You're staking a claim. And prayer, prayer means motion, movement toward, motion toward, accession to, motion toward, moving into the wish fulfilled. 
The prayer prayer in the Greek is made up two of two words, motion toward, accession to, and to wish. So that verse is telling you whatever you stake a claim to, whatever you claim that is yours in imagination, because where are you moving when you're in your mind and your thoughts, when you're praying, it's in your imagination. You're moving into that new state of your wish fulfilled. You're mistaking claim like Tom Cruise did in that movie. Stuck the flag in the ground. This is mine. And he occupied that land. That's what we do in imagination. We move into the new state, a state of health, a state of prosperity. So I'm just have no time for dwelling in a state of panic or fear. Uh, Kim and I were talking last night. I said, you remember the old me, had this happened, you know, several years ago, I would have been a basket case. I would have been flipping nuts. I wouldn't be sleeping. I'd be smoking two packs of cigarettes a day, just, you know, panic smoking, smoking whatever I could get my hands on probably. And loading up the uh, the ammo. I don't have any guns, but my children, my sons do. They're adults. <laughs> we have weapons in the house. You know, I would be getting those lined up, and I'd be ready for battle, ready for the looters and quarantine and all these things. I just been would have been worried about and just so stressed out about. And the only thing that I could have possibly experienced coming from that state is more things to be worried about: lack of money illnesses, government intrusion, all these different things would have come up because that's the state I'm dwelling in or would have been used to dwell in. And, and, and I'm not talking about Neville's I remember rent when technique. I literally remember when I used to be like that. And it's so cool to notice the difference. And that's one way you notice change in your life, that you've noticed motion you notice the movement in your life when you look from one point to another and see the difference. I can see, by looking back, on the, I can see the different states I dwelled in and what I experienced or suffered from those states. And suffered in the Bible, it means to experience. It doesn't necessarily mean bad things. But in those states, I can look back and see the results of those states, what I manifested. What, how I reacted to things and what I thought, what I believed to be true about myself and about my world. I would suggest going into the first principle, being still, being still and knowing that I am God, that my awareness of being, my I amness is God. And being still and just dwell in the stillness, in the silence. Shed the unlovely states, the state of fear, panic. Shed all of it until you're just there. And if you, you may have, maybe you're saying you've had trouble doing that. You know, it's hard to get to that stillness. Well, keep at it. I remember when I first started, it seemed like my mind was just jumping all over the place and my heart was racing, but I persisted. It just stayed there, just relaxed in it. And if you lie there or sit there long enough, you do relax. 
your body relaxes, your breathing calms down, your thoughts don't control you. And you get to this point where you do feel formless and faceless. And you feel an expansion. You don't even connect with your body anymore. You don't really even notice it. And from there, you're going back to the I am spoken of in the Bible. And you get to choose there what state to clothe yourself with. Who do I want to be? I've shed the state of panic. Maybe a calm state or a thriving state. A bright shining light for your neighborhood. Ask yourself, how would I feel if I were that? And you contemplate that, the feeling. What does that feel like to be calm, to have enough, uh, plenty of money, and to be healthy? That feeling is the new state clothing you. You know, in the Bible, and I've talked about this before, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That in the beginning is happening all the time with you because we just described it. Going into the first principle, being still, and knowing I am God. You're shedding the states. You're shedding the meaning you've given to things because the word word means logos or thought or meaning. So in the beginning was meaning and the meaning was with God and the meaning was God. So you have your I amness, your awareness of being. Just being, I am. I just am in this formless and faceless moment, shed of all states, shed of all meanings. And the word becomes one with God. The meaning, you choose the meaning, you choose the thought, you choose the state of consciousness. So you're continually having this in the beginning moment this connection with your I am, with who you really are. And you decide at every moment what meaning you want to give to anything. I see the news. I don't turn it on intentionally. I don't go looking for it, but it's on everywhere. I go. I see it. I'm not reacting to it in a scary way or a panicked way. But I do know, I understand the panic. I understand the fear. I've been there. Oh man, I've been there. When we had Hurricane Rita, uh, most folks don't remember Hurricane Rita back in 2005 because on my corner of the state, it's, we're less densely populated than the New Orleans area. We're on the opposite end. If, New or if Louisiana is, is a boot or a foot and New Orleans is near the toes of the foot, my city is in the heel of the foot. <laughs> so we're the opposite corner along the coast. And Hurricane Katrina hit and wiped out the Ninth Ward and parts of New Orleans and Mississippi too. And then just a few weeks later, Hurricane Rita, which is actually a much more, uh, the winds were much stronger, decimated my city in the areas to the west of us. And you don't hear much about it, but 
I've lived through that where we had nothing and no power. I and mean, we had nothing. We weren't just quarantined with all the, you know, we, now if you're quarantined, you still have Netflix, right? We didn't have anything. We had no electricity, no water, no nothing. And trees down everywhere. So I'm not just talking, you know, from, from a point of view where I've never experienced it and telling you to get over it. I've been there and it's so terrified of everything being wiped out. So I know what that feels like. And I'm not buying into that anymore. Go into the first principle. Be still. Breathe. Just let this be easy. You're just relaxing. Don't even look at it as something that you have to do if you've never tried this before. If you're familiar with what Neville teaches, then you know what to do. I'm just reminding you what to do. But for those of you, and I know a few of you are new to what I talk about and what Neville talks about, just relax. Mike, it's too damn hard to relax. I know. Just relax your body. Even if it takes you 20 minutes, just sit there and relax. Look at it as a moment to just shut off the world, shut off the news and the panic. Stop worrying about toilet paper. <laughs> and just relax. Just breathe. And you don't have to worry about some cert a certain rhythm of breathing or how to position your body. For me, get comfortable. Being comfortable is, is key to getting to this point. Just chill out for a little while and let your thoughts, they'll, at first they'll be all over the place and then they'll start to slow down and steady, a steadier pace with your thoughts and just notice them. They're just thoughts. They're not you. You are not your thoughts. You're so much bigger. You're infinitely bigger than your thoughts. You're infinitely bigger than you think you are. Whoever you, however you're identifying yourself. Oh, you're so much bigger than that. You're so much more powerful. So much more loving and full of love and light than you ever thought that you were. You have a body that you're experiencing this world in. You're not your body. You are not fat or you are not skinny. You do not have a heart problem. There might be things that, you know, diagnoses that your body has received, that you've received about this body that you have, but you're not your body. And by going into the first principle and understanding that, that you are beyond the five senses, and that by attaching meaning to something different, you can change your experience even lose weight or put on weight if you want. Heal any, any diagnosis or any financial ruin that you might have experienced. All of that can be reversed. Everything is already here. The Bible says creation was finished. And the Lord said it was good. And Neville says creation is finished. I think uh, Dr. Richard Feynman a physicist that discovered the positron, he even said that. I, I, you know, I'm going to double check it. I'm pretty sure it was Feynman that said that, that uh, 
space and time is laid out before us all at once. Past and future, what we see is that, past and future. Everything is out in the open now, but we are only aware of it in these incremental moments. So whatever you want to experience in life, peace of mind right now, maybe that's all it is, you know? I just want some peace of mind, some calmness. Stop the panic. Well, you're not going to stop the panic by posting on Facebook. Why don't y'all stop panicking? <laughs> you're only talking to yourself. Because what you're experiencing from other people is only a reflection of what you're conscious of being. So the only way to stop the panic is to go to the first principle. Well, this is a way to get to, the, get to that point. But I'm showing you a way to get to that where you can shed the panic state and calm down. And decide who it is you want to be. What do you want to experience right now? And don't imagine it like, well, I just want it to be better in two weeks. No, imagine everything's better now. How would you feel if you were healthy and fit and your family was healthy? And you could, you're free to go about your business throughout the day, doing whatever you want. Whatever it is that's bugging you right now. What's the end? What's the solution to that? What is it you want? Okay, so what does that feel like to you? To have your freedom to move about your city, to have your health, for your finances to be thriving, whatever that is. Whatever it is for you, answer your own question by feeling into that new state, that new state of consciousness. Moving from the state of lack and fear to the state of thriving and plenty, abundance. All right, guys. I love you. This is Feeling Twisty.